Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So we have got another vote. It's been three days. No, wait, this is the fourth day because it's the 12th vote. So we voted Tuesday. We voted Wednesday. Let me take off my shoes. Maybe get an abacus. That's what it's going to take to figure this out. Now, in the pantheon of Congress, this isn't the most votes taken to get to a speaker. But in recent history, the past hundred years, yeah, it doesn't work like this. The question is, will we get to a speaker? And if we do get to a speaker, McCarthy, is that speaker going to work at all? Has damage been done in trying to make a deal that will prevent work from being done in the future? Work we may want done in the future. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything. TonyKatz.Locals.com. TonyKatz.Locals.com. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd District Chair of the Republican Study Committee. I should say Representative-elect Jim Banks because still, as of this moment, not sworn in by the Speaker and of Again, catching up with you before the House votes begin, let's go over these past three days, especially the last day where now it was uh, people voting for uh, Kevin Hearn of, of Oklahoma. You've got Matt Gates pushing for pres- former President Trump to be the Speaker of the House. In your view, sir, what's going on? Well, it does feel like Groundhog Day. I mean, now, now for the fourth day in a row, I'm showing up to do the exact same thing over and over and over again. But I I said this morning uh, on Fox News, Tony, that I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm hearing about it right right now. As we speak, we have a conference call. I just stepped out uh, to talk to you, but a conference call with the Republicans, Republican members hearing from Leader McCarthy and other members about some of the, the agreements that they are, some of the negotiations, the concessions on the rules that they're negotiating with the 20 holdouts. And it sounds like uh, there is an agreement that has been reached, at least with some of them, not all of them. So we're going to go back and vote at noon, and I believe there will be some movement, but I don't think you'll see a speaker elected today. Oh, you're not talking about on the 12th vote. You mean today with three votes going into 8, 9, 10 p.m. You don't think today we'll see a speaker? I'm predicting. I I hate to predict and play what-if games. I think you're going to see movement today, but I don't think you're going to see a speaker, Kevin McCarthy, or anyone else reach the magic 218 moment. And the reason uh, 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 reach that uh, threshold, the reason why, Tony, is because you have one member that has to leave for his mother's funeral, yet another member who had to leave for a uh, pre-scheduled surgery in his home state, Uh, You have another member who has a serious health issue with his wife. These are all McCarthy voters that have to leave town. Now, remember, the reason that we're in this boat to begin with is because we ended up with a just a very razor-thin four-seat majority. So uh, Kevin McCarthy or anyone else can't afford to lose five votes out of the conference. Now you have a few people leaving town. There might be movement from some of the holdouts and less votes against Kevin McCarthy. But if you have some of his voters leaving town, then the math gets even harder. Because the, the math changes in terms of the number you need for overall victory. And you could get to a moment with holdouts that you could have a weird moment where Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrat, 
sees light, but you don't see any Republicans, even the holdouts, saying, you know what, I'm really willing to blow it all up. Nobody's discussing crossing over and voting for Hakeem Jeffries, are they? No, of course not. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm doing everything I can, and Republicans are doing everything we can to hold this together to ensure that a Democrat, Hakeem Jeffries or Nancy Pelosi or, or someone like that is not elected speaker. But, Tony, that is a real uh, fear that many of us have. Um, remember, I, we talked about this before. If if they change the rules, the, the nuclear option here would be to change the rules to go to a vote of a plurality instead of the 218 uh, uh, a majority. Uh, that that would put the onus on the holdouts to vote for Kevin or a Republican, uh, because in that case, in each of these votes, if it was a plurality vote, Hakeem Jeffries would be Speaker of the House. That's what I fear. We have to do everything we can to hold this together, do whatever it takes to hold this together to make sure that a Republican becomes the Speaker of the House. All that being said, Tony, I do want to say, as frustrating as it looks, as messy as it looks, as tedious as this week has been, there have been many healthy outcomes of it. I mean, many of the rules changes that have been negotiated are still being negotiated give more power to rank-and-file members. And I want to be in a Congress where the Speaker of the House matters less and Rank and file members like so. Give me one of those rules changes. We understand from this that Speaker Pelosi really did rule with an iron fist, and it was an abusive, abusive place where conversation and debate never took place. What are two rules changes that you're happy with that you think are going to benefit we the people? Yeah, two of them right off the bat: the 72-hour rule that instead of you know, I think of the the last omnibus omnibus bill we got at three in the morning, we had to vote on it at nine ten uh, in the morning right after that. So 72 hours to give us time to actually read these bills are important. Also, the single subject rule to make sure that you can't have Christmas tree bills have everything stuffed into it. That was a a tactic not just of Pelosi but of Paul Ryan and John Boehner. And Denny Hastert and all of the speakers before, so we have to we have to quit doing that. But I think one of the biggest rules changes that matters most to me is going back to regular order, where I, a congressman from Northeast Indiana, conservative leader in the House, can take a amendment down to the floor and actually get a vote on it. That doesn't happen around here. That's why a lot of these members are frustrated. Why I'm frustrated. But to bring back regular order where any member can offer an amendment, have it debated, have it voted on, uh, that, that's a big difference than what I've seen over the last six years. And that, that's why I'm at, a, I'm at a place that I believe we are a lot better off. So let's get this done. Let's unify, elect a Republican speaker, and uh, come back next week and roll up our sleeves and get to work. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, chairman of the Republican Study Committee, Armed Services Committee as well. Let's now go back to what it's going to take to get the votes, to get to uh, Kevin McCarthy, to 218. And you are still voting in lockstep. You're still voting for Kevin McCarthy. When you talk about seeing some movement who are the people that are willing to move? It's clear that Representative Matt Gates is not going to move. It's clear that Representative Lauren Boebert is not going to move. They've put themselves on their very unique island. Are there any big names, whether it be from the Freedom Caucus or other places, that will move towards Kevin McCarthy now with some of these changes, some of these deals that have been made? And I didn't even know there was anything left to deal make with. And do any of them, once they announce, carry enough weight to bring others with them? 
Well, I should say, uh, before I answer that question, there's a big difference between negotiating rules changes to make this a healthier institution, and then uh, there's a difference between that and then negotiating things for yourself. So there's some of that going on where members are negotiating to get a gavel, a powerful subcommittee for themselves, and or a, a seat on a committee. There's a lot, a little bit of that going on. I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have a lot of patience for that. I do have patience for rules changes that open up this process. Uh, that being said, Chip Roy from Texas has been one of the leaders in negotiating, one of the holdouts who's been negotiating with Leader McCarthy and his team on some of his ideas for healthier processes. And from what I've seen come from that, more conservatives on the rules, the powerful rules committee. I really like that. I want guys like Chip Roy and Thomas Massey and and some of those types of conservatives on the rules committee because that that determines what amendments come to the floor for a vote. And I want more conservative opportunities to vote on conservative legislation and policies. So those are the healthy ideas that I, that are still being negotiated and and dealt with at this point that I'm okay with. I'm not I'm not okay with this idea that you can hold out and negotiate a powerful subcommittee for yourself. That that seems like a, a more selfish reason not to move forward. So that's Representative Matt Gates, correct? No, I don't know that uh, in his case. I mean, there there was some news this morning about one member of the Appropriations Committee who's been holding out that wants to wants a gavel of a powerful subcommittee. Now, he's, he's conservative, and I'd, I'd like for him to have that, but to make that the reason that you're holding out, that, uh, that's not a – that's a less – healthier um, uh, reason to uh, hold this up. Um, I, I hope that makes sense, but I, you know, I just, I, I have a, I, I don't have patience for that. I, I do think, you know, waiting around this week and going through this process has had some, some healthy outcomes, but I'm, I'm ready, Tony, you know me, I'm ready to go to work. I, I want to tackle this China is China threat issue. we got a bill ready to go to create the select committee on China to organize it, move it forward. I want to be a big part of continue to be a big a leader and a big part of that issue the border crisis, the drug epidemic, uh, the national security issues. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's get this done. We're in a better place, and uh, let, let's get to work. Now let's talk about the actual getting to work. Is all of this negotiation, all of this deal-making, when it's said and done, and let's say Kevin McCarthy is able to cobble together the 218, because it will fall at 218 as, as the number, whatever number is the absolute minimum uh, to become speaker, how damaged is he? What is it that we will see that's different, uh, meaning... You want to get things done. You want to jump in there both feet. You want to work on China. You want to work on the border. You want to work on debt. Are you going to be able to with these rules changes and with this weakened speaker? Because he is weakened. Yeah, I, I think we're in a, in a better place to get things done because of the rules changes and going back to regular order. And some of the concession, these concessions are what Kevin McCarthy has agreed to from the, from the beginning. I mean, the the uh, 72-hour rule, the have, having uh, more amendments on the floor to vote on. I mean, I think those, those are the things that he's committed to. And if, if he keeps his word on those commitments, and I think he will, he'll be a stronger Speaker of the House for it. I mean, the, the Speaker of the House is the quarterback, is, is uh, calling the plays, and, and it, it's still a very powerful and influential role. The problem with the Pelosi era is that the Speaker of the House was the only one that mattered, and it shouldn't be that way. You elect me from Indiana to go to Washington – to fight for you, but um, and in, in the majority, that means 
you know, I, I have more power to be able to do that. But if the Speaker of the House has all the control, that's not fair to my district, to my state and my constituents. And, and, and we're at a place now that I think is healthier. It, it, the, the Speaker is still going to have a lot of influence, but so will the rest of us. Did it take this much 12 votes, and as you're saying it today, we might get to vote 15 or 16. I had called the over-under at 20. I said it would take 20 votes. I didn't realize that I would be correct in that when I said it four days ago. Uh, But did it take really all these votes to get to these, uh, what we're calling concessions that you state, sir, are making us stronger and better? Yeah, it's it's too bad that it did. I mean, you kind of would have hoped that some of these agreements would have have uh, arrived before we came on Tuesday at noon to do this and and to get it over with quickly. So I don't know. I mean, there's still, Tony, I I don't want to give any false hope. I mean, I think this is going to go on for a little while longer for the reason that you articulated a little bit ago. There there are four or five of these holdouts who will not vote for him under any circumstances, and some of it's, it's personal, um, for them and uh, personal, you know, that, but not, having know. nothing to do with the rules anymore. Meaning, you you've you've got everything. What if if you got everything to make it better for you as a member to be able to have more opportunity to make your case? What are the people still holding out for? it? if they're holding out for personal reasons, sir, what are they? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't speak for them. I I I, I don't know what what they are, or how to get past that. But at some point, we have to unify and, and pick pick a Republican speaker or what we talked about at the beginning of this interview is going to happen. A Democrat, Hakeem Jeffries, Nancy Pelosi will take the speaker's gavel. And then what's the point of having the majority uh, to begin with? So and at that point, we've betrayed the American people by getting the majority and then giving it up uh, at the outset. We got to do everything we can to prevent that from happening. So I don't know what is going to happen here exactly. Again, I think at noon here in in a little bit when we go to the floor, there will be some movement. Will that movement snowball to a point where Kevin McCarthy is, becomes the Speaker of the House later today or over the weekend? I, I don't know, but I think we're going to get closer to that. You, you're saying it's possible. I'm not, I'm not holding you to it. There's no money on this, and lives are not on the line. You're saying it's possible that Monday will come and we're still voting for Speaker? I think it's, I think it's possible. It's possible that we adjourn. For the weekend, I hope not. I hope we keep doing this over and over again until we, until we elect uh, a Republican speaker. But th- those are possibilities. It is a possibility that we're still here on Monday. I think that would be really unfortunate. I mean, give, giving up this week to go through this process, I think uh, has can have some healthy outcomes. But we got to come back here next week, roll up our sleeves, and get to work on the issues that matter, the, the things that the voters elected us to do. And um, I, I hope that that's what we're doing first thing on Monday morning. Is there anybody within the party, yourself included, that takes a look at it on vote 12 and say, okay, now it's starting to get embarrassing? Uh, I don't want to play that what-if game. I mean, I, again, I think there's going to be movement in the, in the right direction. Um, and this is, this is what's so complicated about it, getting to 218 votes, getting 218 unique personalities in the Republican Party to agree on anything is going to be hard over the next couple of years. A four-seat Republican majority means that every member has a little bit more, uh, a little bit more power, but also a little bit more responsibility to to compromise on on areas where we can to come together to unify to get get to a place where we can pass bills that we promised 
our voters that we would do. So it's going to be hard for Kevin McCarthy, anybody to, to get there at this point, but he's the closest one to doing it. And we got to wait and see how this plays out today before we can start playing that what if game. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana Third District, I appreciate you taking the time. You might want to, like, I don't know, snacks. You know, use the side pockets. Maybe like, maybe like the league. You have a pocket dog like Rafi. Whatever, whatever it takes, sir. You just gotta sustenance is the key to get through these votes. Uh, I'm doing what I can. Eventually, you know, we're gonna get to looking around trying to find who can get to 218. And you never know, Tony Katz. I, we could nominate you on the. 75th ballot, and uh, you could be the Speaker of the House. Uh, uh, first of all, if elected, I will serve. Uh, but I, I, am, I am surprised that you have not come up as the consensus candidate yet. I had put that out on social media. I just, I, I'm trying to think of how this is going to work, but you're telling me it won't even get, it won't get to that. You think that movement can take place, but no guarantees. We will watch it happen. Congressman, I appreciate taking the time. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz. And with that, Representative Jim Clyburn finishes his speech nominating Akeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House. I thought it was pretty interesting that uh, Jim Clyburn noted that, uh, you know, the people voted in November to send uh, you, members of Congress, there uh, to do uh, to do the work, right? They made their investments and they should get a return on their investment. They invested in Republicans, though. Jim Clyburn, you might want to remember that you you lost because you you lost. I know Democrats are loving this. Uh, look, it's twelve votes. They've they've got a lot to be enjoying about Republicans in this moment. I, I don't say no, Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. But goodness, McGracious, you did lose. Every day there's no speaker is just another day. You don't have to deal with all the investigations that are going to come pouring down on your head. And wait till you hear about, oh, Republicans are out of order. Republicans are bringing chaos to the House. More and more what we're learning, that conversation with Congressman Jim Banks, the conversations we've been having all week, man, Nancy Pelosi was a dictatorial speaker. I wonder what things are going to be like when we actually get to hear debate, when people actually have to read legislation. I think that's going to be pretty fascinating stuff. Meanwhile, Matt Gates is speaking on the floor of the House. The position of Speaker of the House because he raised half a billion dollars to get Republicans elected. And people are interrupting him, yelling at him. Members are reminded not to engage in personalities against other members of the House. Several believe that one earns the position of Speaker. Republicans by raising are going to start taking it out, out on guys like Gates and people like Lauren Boebert. At this stage, they're on the island. They had their chance. They were held strong versus through the first three. They could have gotten Kevin McCarthy to fold, and he hasn't folded. We're on vote number 12. I don't think this dude's folding. And there's this rumor of a deal. I don't know how much more can be given. 
But we're going to watch this vote take place. Let the day drinking begin. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. Alford. Uh, we'll figure out what Alford does later. Matt Gates was speaking, and Republicans walked out on him. They walked out on Matt Gates. When I tell you things are bad for that man right now, they are bad. And then, I didn't even notice this until the end, the person he's nominating, Jim Jordan. So for those of you playing the home game, Matt Gates, the congressman from Florida, went from Jim Jordan... To Byron Donalds, to Donald Trump, to Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan doesn't want the gig. He doesn't want it. He wants to head up the Judiciary Committee. He wants to clean things up. He wants to do the investigations. Me, I want him to do exactly that. Exactly that. We should be perfectly clear that Matt Gates has put himself in a very, very tiny, unhappy box. Now, he might be there with Lauren Boebert, and I don't mean that in any kind of, you know, rumor kind of way. I mean that, and they're both out on an island. She is nominating Kevin Hearn of uh, Oklahoma who now heads up I, I think she, according to her she, he, uh, he now heads up the Republican study committee before that it was Jim Banks who I said would be the consensus candidate but we're not seeing that oh oh I uh, Andy Biggs just went for Jordan Andy Biggs still not there went for Jim Jordan we're, it, it ain't going to work on the 12th vote, people. I'm letting you know right now, it's not going to work on the 12th vote. Do I hear 13? Do I hear 14? How much day drinking can one person do? Well, the answer is quite a bit, actually. I don't, I don't want to tell you how I know that. But let's just, let's just you know, make the assumption that I've seen some people uh, in action. Oh, this is... This is something else. Meanwhile, as, as I had been noting in, in my video yesterday, if you follow my videos over there at Rumble, rumble.com slash Tony Katz, you can see them at TonyKatz.locals.com. You know, uh, you can argue that this is, Republicans look silly at this stage of the game with 12 votes in. You can make that argument. I'm not going to tell you no. If Democrats would simply stay out of the way and let Republicans look silly, it would be far better for them. Republicans, I'm sorry, Democrats have gotten into some full-throated pearl clutching. They don't have to, but everything to them is historic and everything to them is chaos and everything to them is, is, is 11, right? It's all spinal tap. This one goes to 11. This was a member of Congress 
talking to uh, so-called intellectual Nicole Wallace on uh, MSNBC. I take no satisfaction in it, absolutely none. What bothers me most, uh, I had my family here for swearing-in day, as many others had, and many still have family here. They were proud to be here, to see us sworn into this august institution. Uh, of course, that never happened, and that's why you have to call me Congresswoman-elect. Uh, I worry for the American people. I take no satisfaction in the failure uh, of Mr. McCarthy. And recognize this is an infection that really is within the Republican Party. As you say, you're a student of it. You were a leaner in that party. Uh, but you recognize uh, the infection that has taken place. And it comes before Mr. Trump, but certainly Mr. Trump, as of June 16th, when he came down that escalator and began the story of running for public office based on lies and self-promotion. So Trump is an infection or being a Republican is an infection? Last time I heard people referring to others as an infection or as a disease, they were all wearing the same uniform and marching in line, had these wonderful jackboots. Oh, oh, they were, made them look svelte. It did uh, right right there. Uh, they didn't go to too many Broadway shows, what, killing all the people who would write those shows, but neither here nor there. Republicans are infected. Thank goodness you're a unifier. But it was this line that really struck me. Failure uh, of Mr. McCarthy. And recognize this is an infection that really... No, that's not it. It's when she referred to it as an august uh, body. I worry for the American people. I take no satisfaction in the failure. She referred to the House of Representatives as an august body. And I said last night in my video, I'm like, august body? People hate Congress. They absolutely despise. They're always, you know, with their congressmen, but they don't like Congress. August, dignified, or serious. Who thinks over the last X number of years Congress has been an august body? Yet when Representative Jim Clyburn was uh, giving the speech just earlier today to nominate Hakeem Jeffries as the Democrat choice for speaker, he referred to it as an august body. Now, all of a sudden, Congress is a holy place. Well, to them, it's always been a holy place, right? Ever since January 6th. You see, when Minneapolis got destroyed, people are going to do what they do. That's what Nancy Pelosi said. When, uh, when uh, Seattle and Portland got destroyed, no one said a word. When Indianapolis, where I live, had two nights of riot and people died and banks were set on fire, nothing. We don't even know where the mayor of Indianapolis was. No idea where the man was. They claim he was at home, but no one can prove it to me. No one can prove where the hell this man was. Everything, that was all fine. But it happened at the Capitol. This august body. Pathetic. It's pathetic, it's embarrassing, it's sad. How, how little they think of you and how much they think of others. Well, no, how little they think of you and how much they think of themselves, I believe it is. That's it. And how little they think of you and how much they think of themselves. That... That is where it's at. That's the story.
Now, the vote is continuing, and things are getting a little interesting. Right now, uh, votes do continue. And one of those is Representative Dan Bishop, who has been leading the charge against McCarthy. He just voted for McCarthy. Dan Bishop of North Carolina has just voted for McCarthy on the 12th ballot, and that starts some movement. Dan Bishop, could he get a couple other people to go along with him? Right now, Kevin Hearn has two votes. Jim Jordan has one vote. Kevin McCarthy has 37. Jim uh, Hakeem Jeffries has 42. McCarthy. Crockett. Jeffries. Crow. Jeffries. So one of the things we have to be looking for is what parts of the opposition leadership turn to now get other people give to give them cover to turn dan bishop is huge bishop is huge and with the bishop vote you can rest assured yeah i'm putting it out there i'm putting it out there you i mean by the way we don't know what's going to happen we have no idea I, i don't think he'll have it on this one you can rest assured that uh that Kevin McCarthy can make this happen. With the damn Bishop move, it's possible to move other people now. Absolutely, positively. The vote count is going to continue. And right now, there are only three votes for the others. Two for Hearn and one for Jordan. Once you get to five, then there's no path for McCarthy to get to 218. So this is what we're keeping an eye on right now. This is what we want to see. If it's only three, well, that's something. However, there's another point to mention. Congressman Ken Buck. Donalds. McCarthy. And there's another. Representative Byron Donalds, who was on the ballot multiple times to be speaker, just voted for Kevin McCarthy, and things are indeed turning. But Ken Buck of Colorado isn't there. Ken Buck flew back to Colorado for a scheduled surgery. So the vote needs are different now. You may find, maybe it's going to happen on this 12th. I don't think that's the case. We're going to follow this. This just got interesting. There is movement. Bishop and Donalds. Get your popcorn ready. I'm Tony Katz. So I was going to take a, a break, and then my, then my computer exploded. That's a true story. That's an absolute true story. I was going to take the break, and literally uh, everything went boom. Just boom. Eh, it happens. It's the way it is. So the vote uh, continues. 
Where does Gates end up? Where does Gates end up if it goes to McCarthy? Well, I, allow me to make uh, some some base uh, uh, questions here, or ba- base statements here, assumptions here. I cannot imagine that there is a committee for him. I can also understand if there has to be a committee for him. Follow the, 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 the scenario, if you will. It's not that Gates said McCarthy isn't the right guy. It's that Gates made it incredibly personal. Massively personal. That dog won't hunt. That is going to get a response, and that response is going to be mostly negative. But we might find that McCarthy is so weakened that he still has to deal with this guy. Gates just voted for Jim Jordan. That now puts four. Two for her and two for Jordan. If I have it right, one more. Or is that under the normal conditions? One more and there's another vote. It's possible. McCarthy has picked up five in total. Donalds, Bishop, uh, Brahin, Cloud, and Clyde. We're going to watch. We're going to see. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. McCarthy. McCarthy's turned some people, but it won't be enough. With two votes for Kevin Hearn, the representative from Oklahoma, and four votes for Jim Jordan, the representative from Ohio. And with some people being out today for scheduled surgeries and someone that's at a funeral, Kevin McCarthy will not win on the 12th vote. He will not win on the 12th vote. The only the only option it would seem on this day is if Lauren Boebert doesn't put Kevin Hearn into consideration. If Matt Gates doesn't put Jim Jordan into consideration. Or if the rest of the holdouts see that when you have five people who have turned in favor of McCarthy. That you're done. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. I'm just trying to follow it along. It's happening live. I'm trying to um, make sure I can uh, follow every every bit of it here. Uh, he, he got the flips. The flips matter. And Donald's matters. Donald's 100% matters in this. And uh, where, where was where was the other one? Where was the other one? Who else? I had I had a whole list of uh, of, of flips. Meanwhile, Gosar of Arizona has uh, not yet uh, voted on this. I come on, who did I have? I can't remember his name. It's driving me crazy. Where is it? Oh, I'll find it, guys. 
No, Dan Bishop. Sorry. I couldn't remember the name Dan Bishop. I apologize. From North Carolina. He was one of the earliest holdouts, biggest holdouts, leadership holdout, and him now going for McCarthy, I think, can send the waterfall. But it won't be on vote 12. On this, it is already sealed. And all McCarthy has to do now is look at these other holdouts and be like, guys, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for you. Get with the program. Get with the program. Let me go to the phones. Mike, welcome to the show. What's going on, Mike? Well, I think Mike Pence would be a logical choice that they could nominate. Obviously, McCarthy lied to Bobert a bunch of people. Fool me once, shame on them. Fool me twice, shame on me. They're not going to trust McCarthy. Uh, they might not, but I don't know how Mike Pence comes into play. Allow me to be as clear as I can. And and uh, I, I like the former vice president. He's been good to me. I only hope I've been good uh, to him. I have more of a chance of becoming Speaker of the House than former vice president Mike Pence. I want that understood right now. And I would be awesome. I would be awesome. There would be cigar happy hours. Oh, I'd be fantastic. Just terrific. But no, uh, there's there's... You can talk about Mike Pence from now until the end of time. I don't I don't mind if you do. Mike Pence is never going to be Speaker of the House. Of course, you don't have to be in the House of Representatives to be Speaker of the House. It's going to be Kevin McCarthy. Now, I did not say that two days ago. I didn't see the path forward. And clearly, what we have all missed is the levels of giveaway that took place. Exactly what was given, what was conceded to, what is now allowed by McCarthy, and why was it something he was holding on to before? Was it something new that was asked for? And in the case of Gates and, and Bobert, where, is, I, I, you know, I'll say it for Gates. I'm not 100% sure about Bobert. It's clearly personal. It's totally personal. I do not know why it's personal. Now, if you're Mike, who was on the phone, I appreciate it. You know, McCarthy lied. I'm not. You would have to give me the specifics about the thing lied about. That that's all. McCarthy, there's a question of whether or not he'll have the strength to do the things that need to be done, like investigate Biden, Hunter, and the relationship with Ukraine and China, because that's a national security issue. Whether he's got the strength to deal with the fact that we can't allow TikTok in the United States. Discussions of the border and demands of the administration. There's questions about whether McCarthy really has the backbone for it, the stomach for it. I'm not saying no, I'm saying yes. And I could have gone with another speaker easily. But they didn't put anybody up who can get more than 20 votes. And now people have caved, if you will, or decided they can, for enough of the giveaways, they can go with Kevin McCarthy. Therefore, it's McCarthy. Now every vote from here on out is just a waste of time until we get to 218 or the number now that you need. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today.